Welcome to the Haunted Haulers Podcast, a place where your hosts, Wendy and April, discuss the creepy things that lurk in the misty shadows of the Appalachian Hills. I am, as always, the mysterious voice in the walls. Hey everybody, I'm Wendy. And I'm April. Today's tale takes us back to Olive Hill, Kentucky, to Carter Cave State Resort Park. Carter Caves is a beautiful state park that was formed in 1946 when area residents donated around 945 acres of land to the Commonwealth of Kentucky for its creation. Since that time, more land has been acquired and the park spans nearly 2,000 acres. Although the park boasts some 20 cave systems, only four of those caves, including Cascade Cave, Bat Cave, Saltpeter Cave, and X Cave, are open to tours for safety reasons. Of these, X-Cave is probably the most popular with the public. It is called X-Cave because it is composed of two intersecting caverns that form the shape of the letter X. Its narrow passages have tall ceilings and smooth walls carved out by running water. The cave features many interesting formations that were caused by the power of water over the years. Stalactites and stalagmites can be found all along the right passageways as well as columns, draperies, and flowstone that were formed by this force of nature. While these beautiful and majestic natural formations are a sight to behold, they are not the strangest or most well-known things about this cave. X Cave has a legend attached to it of a tragic love story between a Cherokee warrior and his Cherokee princess. It is known that the Cherokee tribe inhabited this area of Kentucky. The natives had dealings with the French, who had taught them the value of silver and ways to smelt it. There are a few variations of this story, but the most complete version says that in the mid-1700s, a young brave named Hurricane discovered a hidden vein of silver in X Cave. Knowing the value of this, he kept this discovery known only to himself and went about making trinkets and gifts for the chief's daughter, the Princess Manuita. At some point, Hurricane and other braves from the tribe went off to war, and it was some time before they returned. Some had been killed in the fray, but Hurricane had not. However, they had been gone so long that most of the tribe believed them all to be dead. The chief told Manuita that he planned to move the tribe to a new location, and she was heartbroken. Believing her lover gone and at risk of losing the only home she had ever known, she made her way to the top of an 83-foot high cliff above Cave Branch Creek and threw herself to her death. This place is now known as Lover's Leap in honor of her. Meanwhile, Huracan had been in X-Cave smelting silver for a precious gift of a combination tomahawk and peace pipe that he planned to present to the chief as a gift when asking for the hand of the princess. The night she hurled herself from the cliff was the very night he planned to approach the chief. As he was on his way back to the tribe, he passed the foot of the cliff and discovered Manuita's battered, lifeless body at the bottom. Grief-stricken, he carried her corpse back to X-Cave and left it where he could watch over it. Meanwhile, his survival of the war party became known to the chief, and he was blamed for the death of the princess and sentenced to death himself. Most versions of the story have him begging to be allowed to see the grave of his beloved one last time, which he was granted. He disappeared into the cave and was never seen again. Eventually, the Cherokee chief simply had the cave sealed up. It is said that later when it was opened, two skeletons were found side by side with silver trinkets around them. Many people have claimed to see the ghostly apparition of a Native American maiden leaping from the top of the cliff where Manuita took her own life so many centuries ago. Other visitors to the park have noted apparitions or orbs showing up in photos that they have taken in the caves. Are these the disembodied spirits of two star-crossed lovers still searching for one another into eternity? 
or just tricks of light based on a legend that tugs at the heartstrings. And now it's time for the breakdown. So this is kind of like the original Romeo and Juliet story then. Yeah. Okay, I can kind of see that. Star-crossed lovers can't be together, so yeah. I'm willing to be the negative Nelly here and say that I think you could find this story in just about every folklore tradition. Yeah, I'm probably going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I heard a similar tale in several places in West Virginia. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be negative with you and, and agree with that statement, yes. I'm going to agree with that. Yeah. But, you know, we're gonna, still going to break it down. <laughs> we'll still break it down. Okay, so you have the lovers who want to be together, mm-hmm. and he's making her a the special trinket. But let's just, let's, I digress. Um, I've been to these caves many, 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 many times. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to take trips there every year uh, for a field trip. But I've never heard this story. Really? Yeah. But I'm guessing if you're a group of elementary school kids, that's They're probably not going to tell you that story. It's kind of heavy. It's kind of heavy for us. So I did read that supposedly in X Cave, you can still see the excavated site of the princess's grave. Seriously. Now, I've not been in there. Like I said, the last time I was in X Cave was probably on an elementary school field trip years and years and a long time ago. But supposedly you can. Okay, so I I don't know. I don't know about that. And just for our listeners, X-Cave is really cool. Like, that formation of the X, I I don't know of any other cave system that has something like that. Oh, yeah. It's really cool. I'll agree with that statement. Mm -hmm. But is it really really her grave, or is this just a gimmick to to get me to go and tour X-Cave? Because, trust me, take my money. I'll go tour it. We mm-hmm. don't have to have a gimmick because it is a really is cool beautiful. cave system. Yeah. It, it beautiful. really is. Uh, for the record, Cascade is my favorite. But <clears throat> One of the things that I, I didn't mention but that it talked about with X-Cave is that they have this a couple of really cool formations. Um, one of them was like the giant stalagmite, and it was like all of these like grouping of stalagmites that make like seven-foot diameter. It's, mm-hmm. and it sounded really cool. Yeah, going on these tours, that's the only reason I can tell you the difference between a stalactite and a stalagmite. I still don't know the difference between the two. I know one hangs from the ceiling and one comes from the ground, but that's about it. Okay, and I, and I, now I may be wrong putting my, my knowledge to the test here. I think the stalactite is from the ceiling because it hangs tightly to the ceiling. And the stalagmite is the one that comes up from the ground because it might trip you, is how I think well, that's it. A- Okay, that's okay, how I, I can think. Be down with that. I could have them backward, mm-hmm. but I think that's how it goes. And I learned that from touring the cave. So, yeah, you should go tour a cave because it teaches you important stuff. Yeah. All right. Here's what I didn't know, though. I didn't know the Carter Cave had 20 cave systems. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they had that many. Apparently. Well, I mean, so, so Kentucky in general, and we talked about this when we talked about mammoth caves, there are a lot of cave systems in Kentucky, probably more than we even know about. Uh-huh. Um, but these... Most of them are, you know, undeveloped, I believe was the way it put. So not safe to just go into. Yeah. So. Okay. So, yeah, and I wonder why that is. I wonder why they're just maybe not stable or. Could be. Could be tight quarters. I mean, it talked about how they all have different aspects to them. Like, you know, Bat Cave has the protected bats Mm -hmm. in it. Um, 
you know, Saltpeter Cave. They mined saltpeter there to make gunpowder, I think, for the War of 1812 was what I read. So that was kind of interesting. That's, that's cool. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of history around Carter Caves. And that's one place that even though I've been so many times, I never get tired of going hmm, there. It's beautiful out it's there. It's so fun. Absolutely beautiful. So fun. Um, so many things to explore and just, just a fun place to go. So, but yeah, back to the to the story. It is a fun story. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I'm, it's like a, the original Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Um, two lovers that can't be together. And, you know, he's just minding his, his own business. And they're going to make some silver trinkets for his love. Yeah, well, and that was one one version said he was making trinkets for her. Another version said he was making a gift for the chief to oh, try to get her Oh, for the chief, hand. yes. I mean, so that was kind of interesting. Supposedly this gift he was making for the chief was a silver tomahawk that dual-purposed as a peace pipe. And supposedly, according to one book, and I'll, I'll link the book in our, you know, our show notes, according to one book, some many, many, many years later, somebody actually found a silver tomahawk that could also be used as a peace pipe somewhere in the area. Now, I have questions about that, because if that were true, wouldn't that be on display somewhere there, I would think? Yeah. Um, so that was my question about that. The story itself, while very sweet and tugging at the heartstrings, I had questions. Um, If I were a Cherokee warrior and I had been away for some long period of time on a war party, I'm probably going to want to go see my beloved first thing instead of stopping by this silver cave that I have hidden from everybody and making a present. Right. You know, yes, he was excited. He wanted to ask for her hand. Still think he would have went and visited her first. Right. And it that just kind of brings in like a, a life lesson about greed, maybe, or about, you know, going to this place where there's silver first mm-hmm. or, or material things, kind of. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe that's kind of a, a moral kind of thing, kind of yeah. like an Aesop's fable thing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. And then, I don't know, because um, that's what one of the versions I read said he was making like a ring or something, mm-hmm. too. And then my question is, did they have traditions where they did the traditional proposing with the ring or asking yeah, for the hand in marriage know. with the ring? So that was kind of... I feel like even if the Native Americans, you know, and, and obviously they did learn about the value of silver and how to turn it into valuable things, I just, I don't feel like they're going to suddenly adopt that tradition. Yeah. You know, I feel like they found value in things other than materialistic Absolutely. type things. So, yes, maybe this is something we can use to, like, barter with those people who, for some reason, go crazy over the shiny mm-hmm. material. Uh, but it's not really going to have that same kind of value to them. Right. Or at least that would be my thoughts. That would be, yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. I always feel the need to tread carefully when we're talking about anything. Um, you know, dealing with Native Americans and trying to ascribe, oh, well, they believe this or they thought that. Because, like, who are we to say? Exactly. There's a rich history and a rich culture there that I don't know much about. Nope. I Me mean, either. My dad always told me that my grandmother was some part Cherokee. So that was an interesting like connection for me. But I feel like everybody in Kentucky's <laughs> grandmother was said to be some part Cherokee. Right. Um, but, yeah, and back to the story. Um, so we have... You know, of course, you know, she, he finds out that his lover's gone. And so, how horrifying would that be? You're going to ask for a hand in marriage, and there all of a sudden you just find her lifeless body. Yeah, uh, exactly. And then he's blamed for it. Mm-hmm. And that's horrible. So why would they... I feel like they would be intelligent enough to know and put two and two together 
that he would not do this to his love. I think so. And also at the same time, I don't think they're going to be like, well, yeah, sure, we think you killed her, but go visit her grave one last yeah. time. And don't show me where it is, by the way. Exactly. Don't, don't show me her father where my daughter's buried. Exactly. That just makes, that, that part doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't make any sense. But it is. It's a nice tale. It's a nice story. A good campfire, campfire tale. Absolutely. Um, I, do, I do enjoy it. Now, as far as the things that we were talking about, um, I think you said there were people were reported seeing orbs. Yes. People said they saw orbs. People have said that they have seen her throw herself off the cliff Uh um, and that they have taken photos in the cave and that there has been apparitions that show up in the photos. Okay. So I would definitely like to see those. Oh, I would too. I couldn't find any. (laughs) But it would be interesting to see. (laughs) But yeah, that's something I would definitely like to see. You know, could... could that be explained? Is that something, you mm-hmm. know, is there an explanation? Well, I'm thinking you're in a cave. Caves are dusty. They're very dusty. Um, I mean, there can be little particles floating around mm-hmm. that in a picture would make it look more than what it was an because orb. of the proximity to the lens. Yeah, an orb is not always an orb. Mm-hmm. It could be dust. It could be anything on the camera lens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And plus, we talked about this with Mammoth Cave. You're in a dark kind of scary place it's mm-hmm. scary to begin with predisposed to believe you hear things or exactly. see things or your mind kind of plays tricks yeah. on you and if you know the story you might think you see the woman up on the lover's right. leap place um it just kind of happens it's like the, there's a campground nearby and mm-hmm. i've heard a lot of people say that they've seen apparitions and things at the campground mm-hmm. It's a dark place. You're in the middle of the woods. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of light. Um, You would start to think your mind plays tricks on you. Yeah. And you would start to think you see things. That doesn't necessarily mean that you do. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, sometimes it happens. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Some interesting things that I learned just about Carter Caves while I was doing this. Uh, Number one, apparently Carter Caves has the largest natural bridge in Kentucky. Now, I would have thought that would be at Red River Gorge. Me too. Apparently Carter Caves has the largest natural bridge in Kentucky. And we also have the only natural bridge that is paved over. Okay. I did not know this. That's a very specific brag. (laughs) (laughs) That is incredibly specific. I know what my next t-shirt idea is going to be. (laughs) I wonder if I can fit all that on Surely there. Surely they have those at the gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, if you have any stories about experiences that you had at Carter Caves or the nearby campground, we would love to hear about them. Absolutely. Please let us know. We want to know about your experiences. You can contact us on Facebook and Instagram at Haunted Haulers. You can also send us an email at hauntedhaulers at gmail.com. And we also have a webpage, www.hauntedhaulers.com. Until next time, listeners, beware of things lurking in the shadows.